0: After a rather hectic couple of days, as our friends have had their worlds turned up on their head and then had to go fight some bears, they finally have a couple of days to take a step back and breathe for a second and better familiarize themselves with this new world. They have some more pieces of information, like the existence of the affectionately nicknamed Pirate Corps. And they also still have some more things to learn about their new friends, but for now they have some time to take a deep breath and rest for a bit before they reach their destination. Be robot friend. friend.
1: <laughs> it's Craig.
0: Alright, so last session, i fought some bears, made some new friends, and you learned a little bit more of, about what exactly Spectra and Tali do in the Alliance and that they're part of a group that's been affectionately nicknamed the Pirate Corps. They fly around helping various people, answering distress calls. It's kind of uh, I can exactly do we decide on its freelance something kind of like mercenaries except for without the connotation that goes with mercenaries they are official and supported by the alliance but they're not controlled by them they just answer to them in different situations like a security guard yeah except for it's a security guard that just kind of wanders around guarding whatever's nearby Well, it depends on the ship and the captain. Some of them get into kind of shadier things. Alright, so we're fast forwarding past the next couple of days of travel. Nothing really eventful is going to happen beyond you guys working on some personal projects. You're learning your way around the ship better. The crew Mm -hmm. have been basically showing you how different things work on the ship so you can... Use all the necessary things. They haven't taught you any of the more complicated machinery yet, just because that takes more time. And they've also started giving you very basic language lessons. So if you ever get lost, you can ask for directions. Useful. Give explanations for, like, who you are, what you're doing there. Basically ask how to get back to an alliance base. You can then get words to Spectra and the rest of them where you are. So you know just enough to get around the, most of languages. And also Kai and Tally take turns teaching you different combat techniques and sparring with you guys in the training room. Maybe teaching you different fighting style stuff, teaching you different methods of channeling, and also in the meantime you guys work, go into some personal projects. Eileen, you said that you wanted to do research into the Pirate core and into, sort of, Spectra and in her interaction with the core. We'll make an investigation check, and we'll see, kind of, what you find.
2: Ah. I think that's, like, a seven? Come on. Computer. <laughs>
0: Come on. And I'm trying to pull it up, too. It's- she just takes all to load.
2: Sorry. If I rolled a six, I just don't know what the other things are.
0: And I'll say you can roll with Investigation just because you do have a couple of days to do this. So roll with Advantage, and your Investigation is a plus one. Are you frozen? It looks like Discord's doing a weird thing.
1: she has been is. cutting out on me. Again. Yeah. Nobody else has. her.
0: Actually, probably, I just had to refresh. And I love technology. Yeah, okay, I rolled a seven. There we go. Now I can hear you.
2: Okay, you couldn't hear me before. Sorry. So I rolled a seven. It's more like looking into the power for first, and then maybe going to Spectra stuff, since other people can kinda see what she's doing.
0: Yeah. I get that. And was that with advantage? Cause you do have a couple of days to be searching.
2: No, that wasn't, so let me roll again. Yep, seven. Two. Oof. Ugh. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Alright, so you aren't able to dig up a lot of specifics. Most of what you find on the so-called pirate corps Mm is... It used to be a loose coalition of ship captains, and it's grown a lot since then, and it started becoming more official... And they've had some captains who are getting into less than stellar things. But for the most part, you can tell they're good people. They answer distress calls. They've helped in situations when there's been illnesses spreading.
2: And it cut out again. Let me see if I can fix something. Hello? Uh, no, Hello? I, I've just... Oh. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> okay, hi.
0: I was just waiting until you were done messing with whatever you were adjusting.
2: Yeah. Okay. Now I'm I'm hopefully good now. Okay. So it's becoming more official in the past. What? It's
0: been growing and becoming more official over the past couple hundred years. And it started receiving official recognition from the Alliance as being an actual organization about
2: 300 years ago. And oh, wait. It started a hundred years ago, but it got recognition 300 years ago? Oh, a couple hundred. Okay.
0: Some semblance of the Pirate Corps has pretty much been around since the Alliance was founded. It's just grown since then into something more than just people flying around, helping people and doing random jobs. And you do find a couple instances of different captains or like groups of captains who get involved with things that are very much not above board and potentially dangerous for different peoples but there haven't been that many incidences of that Mm -hmm. and whenever that happens they do tend to get quickly turned over to the alliance which the alliance doesn't directly or strictly control the pirate corps. it's just more like they're affiliated and the alliance supports them Okay. And you said you wanted to learn more about Spectra's involvement, right? Yeah. Yeah. Are you just going to look it up, or are you going to ask her about it? Uh, yeah, I'll ask her. Because I imagine there are, are a couple of times we over a meal, Spectra and Tally will just sort of discuss different things going on within different parts of the Core and captains that they're friends with so it's not something they hide it's just they got you didn't know and forgot to tell you (laughs) are you just asking general questions
2: i think i'm gonna start with general questions yeah have you been dealing with the core for a long time what does it entail as long as you stay above board it has a good amount of freedoms
0: Basically, she was more or less raised in the Corps. Her parents were both members. Sometimes they sailed separately. And when she was old enough, she also started serving and started looking into getting her own ship. Oh. And she did some time working on like other ships with other captains while she saved up money and worked with some of her cousins, both on her dad and her mom's side. Because... Ash live a long time, so she has a lot on her dad's side, so mm-hmm. they work together to build the Opal Star according to what she wanted it to be. It's been upgraded since then, but it's been her ship since it was created and she's, all, she's followed in her parents' footsteps, who they are both still active members. They just serve in different capacities now. Some members of the Corps aren't always able to getting into combat situations just for various different health reasons but they do help a lot with shuttling things back and forth and answering different calls so she's pretty much grown up inside of it and so yeah that's what she's going to tell you and if you want to roll an investigation to see if you happen to find anything else out either sure are you going to do general records or the shadow net
2: let's go with general records now and if i need to i'll look in Shadownet.
0: investigation with advantage
2: okay my first one is 16 and there's a seven so the 16.
0: you're able to find dating back for probably longer than you expected there are lots of records and mentions of her related to various historical finds she's been hired and gone into various historical and archaeological finds, and some of the more dangerous ones. She was actually credited with disarming a lot of the traps and things that would have posed a threat to archaeologists, and she disabled them so people could get in and study. And so Mm -hmm. she's found countless different relics, and she's also found lost items for people. There's not a lot of detail about how she found it, And you definitely get the feeling She's really good at finding stuff Sometimes it's stuff people don't want her to find But she finds it anyway Until There's a gap I want to say I don't remember When I decided I want this to be But I'm gonna leave the how long ago Blank because I don't know if I ever Decided long but you notice At one point there's about Like five years There's nothing mentioned about her Okay. It's like a 5-year gap and it's not the from the 5 years that she was undercover, so it was a while before then. And then everything you find out about her afterwards, like it's still her responding to stress calls and finding things, but there's not really any mention of her doing the thing where she goes in and makes historical sites safer and a lot of it seems more it's like the work she did after that 5-year gap was less intensive she was still very active in helping wherever she could and that would have been before she met Tolly.
2: okay before she met Tommy. Okay. Okay. me an insight one moment uh, oh okay nine that's better than it was I rolled a five so
0: internally I'm debating what that's gonna get you okay you're not going to immediately notice that, but after learning this, do you ask Spectra about any of it? Or do you ask Tally?
2: That's a good question. Let's see. I'm not sure, because it was all before she met Tally. But Tally more yeah. tell the truth, I think, From Spectra. To be fair, um,
0: Spectra's only liked to you once, and she didn't know what was going on.
2: Yeah, I don't know. All right, then I'll talk to Spectre about it, but I'd probably be more like, Hey, I was looking up stuff, and I saw that you used to do a lot of trap disarming. Do you think you could give me sort of any tips on breaking codes for getting into things or anything like that?
0: The trap disarming I did when I was younger, it was more older traps, so it's not quite what you would face nowadays, but... And keep up with the time so I get help with that, yes. Show you, I think we have some practice
2: things around here somewhere. So, do you still go off with the Opal Star and the Core? Do you still go off and do disarming, or was that more of a past, not hobby, but was that more of a sort of a career in your past?
0: I don't do quite as much as I used to, that's true, and it got a
2: little trickier. Trickier? I thought you said that they were all old traps. Did you specialize in one specific culture or time period of traps, or.? No, it's
0: not that. It's just. A lot of those places sometimes they would have like, automated sentries and things without the fight that got. More dangerous after an incident. Bit of a long story, but she turns around so her back is facing you and pulls up her shirt, and you see these small little metal plates like dotting down her spine.
2: Oof! You were injured in one of those missions?
0: Yes, I. When I was young, they noticed there was something not quite right about my spine, but it wasn't an issue until. There was an incident where I was trying to help a higher level alliance official who got in a dangerous situation and I got injured, and it did some damage to my spine, and since I have weird biology it was harder for them to find a way to treat it. So this works, it keeps me mobile and I'm fine, but I've been very strictly warned to avoid intense combat encounters whenever I can.
2: Alright, fair enough.
0: That's why I had to step away from my breaking into some of those places. Do a little less strenuous work.
2: Okay, alright, well. At least you're still able to be doing something of what you love, piloting the Opal Star and helping people.
0: Yes, oh no, there's no way anyone was going to be able to stop me from doing that. Especially after I was able to walk again, I hopped in the ship and left as soon as I could.
2: Well, thank you for sharing that with me.
0: It's hard to talk about still, but I've had time to get used to it. And I still have some of my old contacts, so I get to have one every once in a while.
2: Old contacts are always nice.
0: And is there anything else you would want to talk to Spectra about, or do you want to kind of find out what all you learned about the other things you were researching?
2: I think I'd see what else with researching before because i can't think of anything right now that i talked to spectra specifically about okay
0: so yeah the next thing you said you wanted to look into was what life is like for eldori outside of the federation yeah your parents when you were young they taught you about the eldori traditions but being inside of the federation Lot of that you couldn't really do it openly. I imagine you still practice some of the things privately, maybe out of habit. But when you do your research, you find that the Eldori are incredibly open about their beliefs and they're able to practice in whatever way they choose to, but that's like within reason. There's no like weird, sketchy, dark things going on.
2: I mean, yeah, the Eldori civilization is pretty good-aligned, usually. So yeah, no, there's nothing sketchy.
0: <laughs> they are a very religious people, especially when it comes to the Crucibles. Yeah. I don't know if you would have heard the full story about how... Well, you probably heard some of it, but uh, the Eldori part of how they came to be and became so powerful is one of the moons of Eldor, the homeworld, was actually a crucible that activated very dramatically. Yeah. Their people are incredibly connected to it, and you see that there are some Eldori who with the help of the Belair and their countless years of like information and historical records, they spend their lives trying to learn more and better understand the mystery of the crucibles.
2: Okay.
0: Whereas others just choose to accept it, but you don't have to hide it anymore. And in fact, there have been a couple of times where Tai has actually engaged you in conversation because you learn the Matakai are also very spiritual in their beliefs with the universe. So you're able to have a couple philosophical conversations relating to that, and it's probably the first time you've ever been able to do that before.
2: Yeah, there wouldn't really have been a chance to do that earlier when she was younger.
0: Some of the stuff might be stuff you've never even really thought about, Mm -hmm. but just kind of being able to talk with someone about it is rather freeing in a way that you're Well, you can decide how Violina feels about that. But I imagine it would be kind of nice to finally be able to talk about that with people. And in relation to the last thing you said you were going to look into, which was... We want to see if there is a way you can find people who left the Federation into Alliance space.
2: Yeah. How
0: do you go about doing that?
2: That's a good question. I would probably talk to Tally. Just to Tally, I know before it's been mentioned that some other people occasionally somehow get lost or just sort of go out of bounds of Federation space and the Alliance finds them and gives them a new life. Is there any way to contact them or anything like that, I have some different, um, sorry, I had it, my brain just went off. I have that feel like? different people who, yeah, because there have been some people that I, I can no longer contact and I was hoping that they would be uh, maybe here in the Alliance somewhere.
0: There's a lot of places they could be, unfortunately, we really access the information because whenever they get added to the system they're just in there with everyone else so I don't know if we'd really be able to narrow down exactly where they are but there might be some other places to look okay most of the people that come out tend to be Prometheans just because they're from outside and a lot of them went back in though there have been a lot of Keshe and Eldori as well but, I do know there are some people who try and, one way or another, help people adjust and, like, find- like, get used to and find new homes in the Alliance, so... I mean, it's possible that one of them might have helped whoever it is you're looking for. Alright.
2: Is there a way I can
0: contact them, or...? Uh, yeah, I can give you their IDs. There's no guarantee that they'll know whoever it is you're looking for, and... Sometimes people choose to go by different names for one reason or another when they get out of the Federation. So
2: that's that's fair.
0: It's a bit of a long shot, but we can definitely help. And who knows? Maybe they would have gone to their race's homeworld. Are they also Eldori?
2: Yes, mainly yes. They're Eldori.
0: Okay. Well, we could start by checking on Eldor, which I'm kind of hoping to take you guys there anyway, I want to show you all your crucibles.
2: Oh, that sounds... Yeah, that would be wonderful.
0: Yeah. And maybe we could find some people there who, if they don't know who you're looking for, they could at least tell us other people to ask.
2: Okay, yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. We should probably get our Bel Air friend back first.
0: Oh yeah, no, no, we're doing that one first. Uh, Yeah, I'll make sure to plan to stop by Eldor sometime. Okay. Alright, thank you. That crucible is really cool. (laughs) Yeah. So, Tali is willing to help you with this, even though it could be anywhere. If they're even, like, out of the Federation, which you don't really have a way of knowing, for sure.
2: Yeah, nope okay
0: and is there any other specific conversations you would like to have during the couple of days
2: I'd probably wait a day or so and then go find tally and talk to her tally I know uh, a little bit ago when we were talking to the agents from the alliance having that interview slash conversation with them when I was talking about the people who the Federation don't, like, their views, and the Federation doesn't care that the Federation doesn't care for, that you were very surprised, and you mentioned that you wanted to speak to me about it, so.
0: Oh, yeah, because being there five years, I do know about a lot of how they mistreat people. I just didn't realize that something had happened to you.
2: Uh, It was a long time ago. It was just... Yeah, the Federation doesn't always appreciate other people's opinions and uh, if they try to go sort of around the Federation's decision once they've given it uh, the Federation tends to take very all-encompassing measures about it. I wasn't sure if you were sort of upset thinking about how if instead of in the Alliance, what happened to you with uh, Sona and the Beacon if that happened in Federation and I wasn't sure if that was if you were worried about, I don't know just okay, but yeah, no, it's everyone has their own sort of story about the Federation uh, sometimes putting up barriers where you don't want them, but life goes on
0: yeah, and from what I gathered their reactions have been getting a lot harsher in recent years it's actually mm. part of why we were sent in cause things have been changing I don't think it was always that way but it's it's almost like someone's been turning up the dialogue crazy there
2: hmm do you know if any major changes in power occurred with that like within the federation or does it just seem to just be slowly ramping up?
0: You've got people trying to trace the changes in power, but it's the bureaucratic nightmare in there, and yeah. there's like with there's no doubt like tons of blackmail going on, so it's hard to figure out who is exactly in power. think somewhere Mm -hmm. we've got like a couple rooms full of people monitoring all the chatter just trying to figure out that that's weird and if you ever want to talk about whatever happened i'm here
2: all right thank you i've made my peace with it and so many things are in the air that uh, no news could be good news because that doesn't mean worst cases necessarily happened. but then again but th- thank you. Thank you for worrying about me, Tally. It's very well, appreciated.
0: Whenever you're ready to talk, and if you want, I might be able to patch you in. If you want to like keep an eye out for specific things coming up in conversations, I can give you access to something that can run search on all the Federation communications.
3: Hmm. Might
0: not pop up anything, but you can try.
2: Yeah, that would be great. Thank you.
0: She's gonna do that and she tells you she's <laughs> mm-hmm. She tells you it might take a couple of days to get the permissions to give you access to that but she'll let you know and also you do keep in touch with your mentor and yeah you gave him the planet name right that the you saw the people going to
2: Yeah I gave him the planet name and I gave the photo. I just think I forgot to tell him that the shuttle's from the Alliance. So that's... I just wanted to contact him and let him know that.
0: Yeah, I think you did say that. And if you didn't, we can retcon and say you did. Okay, cool. He was able to find them, but, like, he hasn't been able to find much information on them. But he's going to keep monitoring and seeing if he finds anything strange. Because right now, they're just going about their daily business. He hasn't been able to tell if they're in communication with anyone. Also, there hasn't been anything really new coming out about the Jaeger, as far as he can tell. Okay. Next, Erda, tell us a little bit about what you've been doing during these three days.
3: I will. In fact, we'll be starting with a conversation with Tally. Okay. Well, first of all, I'll be trying to make a better friends with Tally. Being a good, decent humanoid. Make friends with the people on there.
0: Tali's the friendliest living being that you've (laughs) ever met.
3: (laughs) There's an effort put in there to get past the uh, potential friendly facade to get to know her. From there, I'm going to be focusing my time in research and design on making a design for a suit similar to the one that Tali had it back in the Empire, or Federation.
0: <laughs> Which is basically going to be stylized armor, is I think what we decided on. But it's yes. going to be mimic the design of her suit.
3: Yes. And maybe later on we can find some way to also give it the intent of her suit.
0: And you said you also wanted to play cards with her? And guys yeah. So you guys make turns teaching each other different card games and... As you do that, play back and forth, take turns beating each other. In regards to the suit, she agrees. She likes your idea. She realizes you're not trying to make a full-on robot suit, but just sort of borrow the aesthetic and use it for disguise. She is very excited to help, because she is just a little bit of a technology nerd. Nice. She thinks that that could be really cool. Uh,
3: Conveniently, Farida a little bit of that as well, having found ways to make the special effects systems, whatever she's made performances, actually work with her magic. So this suit would be able to kind of react and represent her magic in a correct fashion. So for example, if she throws up an Aegis shield, it will actually show a shield pop up on the arm of the suit and that kind of stuff.
0: With the fact that you guys are both technology nerds and she keeps up with all of the latest tech stuff going on in the alliance, I picture mm-hmm. you spend like at least half a day where she's talking about different things you can incorporate from different styles of things and still keep the same aesthetic but different functionalities and different materials you can use. And
3: there's a lot of trading of trade magazines, looking at just lists of parts. <laughs>
0: And just working on various different sketches and new functional pieces that she's seen coming up on the market and like stuff that some of her friends have been working on because she has a lot of friends. Yes. Kind of everywhere.
3: <laughs> yes. A, a big thing behind the intent on this suit that Farida would be trying to do is find ways to improve the issues that Tally noticed in her suit.
0: Her suit... The function was to just make her appear as a robot. The first thing she's gonna do is a giant list of like all the things to make it more comfortable. <laughs> yep. Padding in different areas, having some sort of like moisture wicking material, and like have a little fan different areas, and how to make sure pieces fit together so it doesn't feel like your the joints are stiff and
3: mm-hmm. avoid pinching between the joints. Yeah, this is going to be soup 2.0 Farida Edition.
0: Talk about, like, oh, all these metals have the same amount of protective qualities to them, but, like, this one's this color, this one's this color, this one's really shiny. I'm imagining you guys easily spent five or six hours at least <laughs> one of the days, if not most of the days. Yeah. Just talking about this and throwing different ideas back and forth before you get a designed to start with Mm -hmm. and anytime anyone walks by they just kind of give you an eyebrow Mm -hmm. shake their head and walk on because they have no idea what y'all are talking about
3: Mm -hmm. oh boy is there a surprise in their future (laughs) (laughs) yeah and I have a name for it you do? yes it's going to be called a hard suit in reference to bubblegum crisis because those armor suits look cool
0: Is that the one you sent me? Yes. Okay. Tally just has an absolute blast working on this.
3: Hope you were quiet.
0: No, because I'm trying to... I'm like, I had other stuff written down, but I'm like, I don't remember what... You had mentioned you wanted to do research into the Belair. Do you still want to do that?
3: Yes. I want to take the design in an understanding that the Federation people are very dumb and not very educated on the matter of Belair... I want to take kind of inspiration from their techno-organic build to design this to be believable to an untrained eye, looks-wise.
0: Okay. So something that someone in the Federation would think, huh, that's an AI, like Sona was.
2: Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
0: In the Alliance, everyone would just look at you and be like, it would kind of look like a doll walking into work wearing a robot costume.
3: A very fancy robot costume.
0: Yes, very fancy and probably expensive, but we could that out later.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, because when you do research into the Blair, they're the last of several spacefaring races that existed long before any of the Alliance races existed. No one knows how or why they're energy beings or if they've always been that, but they use their suits. Like, they're, like, specially made suits? Yeah. So, when you're looking at the Belair scout, the suit is, like, an exoskeleton. The energy inside of it is the actual, like, sentient being.
3: Yeah. So, maybe there are some conversations where Talia and I will will sit down with the scout and talk theory. And just try to understand the Belair better, from my point of view. Okay so that I'm not misunderstanding or misrepresenting them in any way. The big thing is I do want a a clear line where in the Federation they would kind of believe it, but outside, no one's thinking that I'm trying to dress up as one. Instead, that I'm wearing armor.
0: So the thing with talking to the scout is, Violina has been doing the wheel thing to energize him, so... He is becoming more communicative and like he's able to hold simple conversations, but he may not be able to discuss that in depth. Hmm. The Belera, since they found all these races, they have very, very openly shared all of the information they have, both on themselves and everything that they've learned about the universe.
3: Oh, well, that's convenient.
0: Yes, it, there are some writings left from long ago. But they're still not entirely sure how to communicate what those writings say with <laughs> the Alliance races. Just because it's a long time ago. And so they're, they're still working on communicating that. But they are able to tell you more about themselves. They are very fun <laughs> with any and all information you would like to know about them. Which I don't have a lot written down. Because I think that's all in a book that I don't have.
3: That's okay. My focus is on respecting what they do and how they work, and really more paying homage to that. And maybe while I'm in Alliance space, I'm more focused on making the, the suit just functional armor, that kind of thing. Reasonable, maybe in a vacuum even. And I'll start thinking of ways to like be able to shift it into... Belair appearance mode and when I'm not in Alliance space, when I'm in Federation. Okay. That kind of thing.
0: I kind of have like a sort of glamour and camouflage thing going on.
3: Yes, but mechanical.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah, that part could take a while. Yes.
3: But the rest of it should be something that I can start making designs for, probably.
0: Yeah. By the end of the three days, you've definitely got a start for the designs down.
3: Awesome.
0: We're still tweaking some, and since you're wanting to honor the Blair...
3: huh
0: If you ask him simple yes or no questions, he can answer them. It's just, you can tell he was unconscious for a very long time, so he doesn't fully grasp exactly where he is or how long it's been but he does understand that you all helped him
3: uh-huh. and
0: that you all are taking him back to his crucible so uh-huh. he can get kind of back up to where he was and have some time to recover so he's, he's willing to help but he's he's a little bust on what all has happened in the past however long he was there
3: yeah i'm thinking i'm thinking now under understanding that that's the case communication wise she wouldn't be asking him about his species or whatever it is no she would be more trying to be communicative like being willing to talk to him if he happens to at some point get a question out she's gonna do everything she can to find an answer for it like what happened between x time and now or really just helping him get back to a and, and through that, do more passive watching and listening and paying attention to their interests, actions, and kind of almost well, learning about them firsthand. You
0: know? Yeah, and as the days pass, he, his speech is a lot smoother and he's able to speak more, but it's kind of like watching a baby learn how to talk. You know, yeah. he probably knows more about the universe than you could possibly ever even begin to comprehend.
3: And it's okay, I did have Wikipedia for that.
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: You get your words back under you, buddy. I'll just look up this stuff on Wikipedia.
0: You can tell he, he is very appreciative. And he's looking forward to having some time to sort of reconnect. Yeah. And get to where he is fully functional again.
3: Well, I would ask Vailena this. Do you think that if I were to use some of my magic energy... I'd be able to help this uh, rehabilitation along.
2: I mean, you could try. It's just the skill I use comes from my heritage as an Eldori. Oh. I get to this mini sort of history lesson explaining that one of the moons of Eldor uh-huh. was actually a crucible and it activated
3: mm-hmm.
0: explosively.
2: Yeah, explosively. And it drastically impacted the planet.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: And that actually drastically changed the race of the Nessive, which is actually the ancestors of the Eldori. And so the Nessive adapted by not necessarily taking in part of the Crucible as with themselves, but just sort of, I guess they were so attuned, they became very attuned to it since so much of Elbor was changed by the Crucible uh-huh. that it sort of is in the Eldori today. I mean, I'm more than happy to help bring along the Belair's or Belair friends' healing process, but I don't know if Farida's magic would help Ooh. in this case.
3: Would I be able to power you up to get your healing to work more?
2: I mean... What I use recharges every long rest. Yeah. So I could do it every day in these interim days.
0: We're skipping a four-day gap, so like it's you got another couple of days before you're at the planet. It's one of the ones that's nearest to the crucible. So yeah, just got another couple of days before he's able to fully recharge. And if you do some research into it, you see a lot of the Belair that tend to go on longer travels because they like to go along with a lot of exploration expeditions. They tend to travel with an Eldorik, so if it's a longer-term mission, that eldori can help keep them energized as things go on.
3: Yeah.
2: Cool. Actually, would it be okay if I did my Great Wheel thing on the Belair every day, or would the...
0: I was imagining that, yeah, Violina would- Okay, yeah. You do it every day, and it does help, and that's what helps him be able to speak more, and his language becomes a little less halted and a little more fluid, and he can speak in longer sentences. Most of them are mostly grammatically correct.
2: <laughs> okay, yeah, that's understandable.
0: I think on, like, the last day, he's able to say a couple of words in Dindus as well, He's starting to get languages back. And once he's had time to fully recharge, he will be able to do all of the languages, including some that no one has spoken for probably a good millennia.
3: Okay. The benefits of being energy.
0: Yes, and essentially immortal, connected to other immortal beings, that share their information freely.
3: Well... I'm glad I was able to check in and do all that stuff.
0: Kinema, what all were you up to for those
1: couple of days? Kinema's a super well thought out character, you guys, and I definitely know exactly what I want to do with her. (laughs) (laughs) First, I sort of have established myself, I guess, a little bit, as sort of taken over the kitchen and cooking roles.
0: Kali definitely helps a lot with that and helps teach you... She's excited to sort of teach you new recipes and... She does let you sort of take over when you want, but she she likes being in there with you and helping
1: out. Yeah.
0: Would Anima be curious to know more about Ashenforged? I
1: actually think she'd be more curious about her sort of new teammates because obviously Farida didn't react well to being sort of betrayed so she wants to sort of check in on them and see are they doing okay.
0: I'll let y'all take over that conversation. It can be one of the time when y'all are all enjoying downtime at the same time all the rest of the crew is off doing things because that that does happen on occasion because it's three people in one spaceship. <laughs>
1: Yeah. I guess maybe we all end up either in the library or, like, the rec room or something together Mm -hmm. one day and, you know, she just sort of looks up and sort of nervously asks you, how are you adjusting this new life?
3: Oh, kind of an interesting situation, isn't it? Not often you get
1: to start from zero and
0: find out you're filthy rich.
1: Or would be if we could find out who that is and insanely famous. Yeah, get out of here, DM. This is our conversation. (laughs) Sorry, I couldn't help (laughs) it.
3: How are you holding up?
1: Oh, I, I suppose it's sort of, it's certainly different. I, I'm not used to not knowing what to do. I was always given orders, and there aren't orders anymore. I've sort of left my own devices. I don't know how to do that. I'm trying, but it's a new situation.
3: Yeah. I have been in a bit of a limbo before, work-wise. Turns out that as... Just uh, some modest, uh, uh, organic being. There's only so much you can do for the military. And at a certain point, they will uh, move on to hire other people. Replace you with me? Ah, uh, you seem to have gotten more, uh, more gigs than I did.
1: It helps when you're completely under their control.
3: It does. It does. But... Uh, But I ended up having a lot of time, even over the past year, to find out what I could do while I had nothing else to do. And that's really why I'm focusing on this art. Because it felt like something where I was the one in control.
0: I feel that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like,
1: oh hey, it's me. (laughs) And, uh, Violina? How are you? I'm alright.
2: The stuff with the Federation didn't come as much of a shock to me. (sighs) I've been expecting something somewhat similar. Not as elaborate or or orchestrated as what ended up happening, but... I've been a bit of a thorn in the Federation's side. Uh, I haven't led any rebellions or anything, or really been a large part of that, but... eh, The Federation doesn't particularly like me, and I knew that, so... It was less of a surprise, but... I'm sorry that you both have sort of had the rug pulled out from under you.
1: Federation doesn't like different... No. No. I... Say I wasn't expecting something as well. Yeah. It is hard when you're a thinking, feeling, being, to pretend that you are not all of the time, especially when you are someone who is almost constantly monitored or in the room with their own higher ups.
3: I'm thinking that Tally is making a face now, being like, Oh, <laughs> that was five years of my life that I'm not getting back.
1: No, he's not here. It's oh. just us. They're doing spaceship crewy things, having their own adventure.
2: Did you two leave any friends behind in the Federation with this whole being out here? Is there anyone you miss? No. I'm sorry to hear that, but I hope you have a lot more good memories with people now.
1: People here, all of you. And the captain and, and Tali and, and Ty, you are the first You are the first people in my memory to treat me like a person not a thing. I hope you feel this way about me, but you're the first friend not exactly this way. I don't hope that I am your first friends, but you are my first friends. I but I do hope that we are friends.
3: You yeah. see you, fair Flick through some of the files on her computer and pull up a page titled The Shit List. And there are several (laughs) names on there already. (laughs) (laughs) Love
1: that so much. Did you ask me something? I'm sorry. What? I was laughing.
3: Is there anybody who you feel needs to be taught a lesson in a rather physical manner that maybe you don't want to?
1: (laughs) <laughs> no, maybe this will sound rather bleak, um, but it is something you get used to.
3: Aha! Uh-huh. So I'm gonna put a spot here that's blank for whoever it is you got used to, and someday I would like to fill it, fill that spot.
1: If I think of anyone in particular, I will tell you. Thank
3: you, I appreciate it.
0: Tell your DM, I can make it happen. <laughs>
1: like I said Enema is a well thought out character with an elaborate backstory (laughs) and by that I mean Casey wanted to play a tank so she picked the best race for that and forgot to make anything else that just gives you more room to make it up as you go to fill whatever
0: you want to fill I want to be an author Hello! <laughs> <laughs> Your characters eventually tell you where they're from.
3: <laughs> they do.
0: Yeah. You just have to sit and stare at them for ages. Occasionally beat them with a stick. For some reason, I pictured
1: the end of Doki Doki Literature Club where it's just you and Monica at the table. You're just staring <laughs> at each other through the computer screen. <laughs> Mm. and <laughs> it's vaguely threatening. That's just what I felt. That's what, in that moment when you said that, I uh, just, that's what I pictured. Yeah. Oh
0: no. <laughs> also, if you want to have your characters continue on conversation, please do your DM need to buy a break, because she's had too much coffee today. I will be right back. Just don't hijack shit while I'm gone.
1: Ah. Anarchy.
3: Let's hijack the shit.
1: Anarchy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Elena, is there someone that you left behind?
2: In a way, I have a mentor who I've known for a long time. And he actually showed me the ropes in being like a specialist and dealing with the shadow net, things like that. And so I'm still able to contact him, but it's just sort of this gap, that, or this wall, sort of wall, that uh, unless something changes, I probably won't be able to see him again. That's the only real thing. I'm sorry. I can still speak with him through the shadow net, so we can still keep in touch. That's
3: good. As far as my history, the person that plays me in this game hasn't thought that far into uh, my existence, (laughs) at least in the past. So...
1: You and me, we're on the same track right now.
3: I'm sure there is a bit bit of a genuine backstory fill-in here where there's mention of people that were probably important at some point and becoming isolated from those people somehow... Getting into military work to deal with that, military work not panning out, so getting into the artistry thingamajig, the military being like, ooh, hey, you make good propaganda, come do this thing for us. Doing a bit of that, then being out of work for the past year. It's less foggy whenever it becomes more recent.
2: I think I forgot to mention this, but can I check Farida's song through the shadow net? Yeah. See how it goes.
0: I don't know if you need to roll anything for that, but
2: just—I mm, don't know either.
0: <laughs> we decided for sha- for Shadow Net stuff, it's uh,
2: computers.
0: Yeah, plus computers. Yeah.
2: Okay, that's nice. Nineteen. <laughs> Hooray! Right. Yay!
0: Are you focusing more on like who else interacted with it, or are you looking to see like what they did afterwards?
2: i mean both sort of i want to see kind of like if it's moved to a different forum and how it goes like that And yeah i want to definitely see what people do after they see it like if there's any shady shady dealings or workings after that
0: are you doing this while sitting next to farida maybe you pull it up after the conversation to check things
2: i mean i'd probably be pulling it up with my glasses or something so it wouldn't be hey come look at this but i'm not planning on hiding it from her okay unless something really bad happens and then we'll see
0: there have been more interactions more people naming oh is it this famous person is it this famous person they're also starting to like name some indie people there's been one person who sent it to someone else but when you investigate that you see they're just making fun of how terrible it is Mm. the audio quality of it and so far no one seems to be guessing that it's fair to or seems to be overly concerned about it being out okay alright and there's also just some trolls on there posting random stuff that has nothing to do with what you're doing.
2: Yeah, well that's yeah.
0: Okay. It's nothing malicious, just people being assholes because they're everywhere.
2: Yeah. Okay.
0: Alright. Yeah, and to your point you didn't have your mentor looking never mind. Thought <laughs> for a second, you had your mentor looking into that, then I was like, wait, no, it's the other thing. Never mind. <laughs>
2: No, he's not looking into that. I mean, yeah. if something really weird happens, or if I can't access something, I'll probably talk to him about it. But, nah, right now I'll just, yeah, you know. Yeah, he's got his own life, so I don't want to just be like, hey.
0: ollie has been looking into it some too, and so far it hasn't showed up on the Alliance site yet. Okay. Alright. She's probably gonna kind of like, yeah, a lot of people are wondering if, why you've gone quiet. Yes, maybe that'll get the person sniffing around on, on our side. Here's some she That's up some stuff similar to what you did, Violina, to sort of catch if anyone starts asking a lot of questions about things.
2: Yeah.
0: But yeah, and there, the Federation also has not released any of the names of the people that were on the Jaeger
2: have they given any new information or is it still just
0: no
1: <laughs> Bless you i think i turned my head the wrong way and went directly into my mic i apologize <laughs> whoops yeah yeah so nothing new
0: or really promising has come up on that yet. Yeah, Aboard the Opal Star is an Esper Genesis 5e actual play podcast DM'd and produced by Brianna Toyber as part of Pseudonym Social, a creative podcast network.
1: I'm Casey, and I'm playing Anima the Ashenforged.
3: Victor, I'm playing Ferida the Promethean.
1: My name's Alexis, and I am
2: playing Violina Sorel the Eldori. Music is by Patrick
0: Chester of Chester Studios. To see more of his work, visit his website at chesterstudios.net. Find out more about Pseudonym Social by visiting our website at pseudonymsocial.wordpress.com. If you like what we're doing and would like to support us, please consider leaving a review or donating to our Patreon at patreon.com pseudonymsocial.
3: Time is valuable. Here at Dungeon Digressions, we encourage you to make every second count. Why spend minutes of your life listening to epic adventures, exploring new worlds, and getting lost in amazing story arcs and relatable character growth when you could be doing your daily routine every day, all day? Who especially wants to hear a bunch of gnomes chaotically traversing the world? They're filthy, whiny, don't understand magic, and are just seen as ugly kids. We're not Not kids. kids. At least spend your precious moments listening to another fine podcast like this one you currently enjoy. Good choice. And ignore this tumultuous group of gnomes guaranteeing their deathy fate. Well done. Don't listen. No matter what. DungeonDigressions.com